Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. I'm John Fugel saying this is progress after dark. So yeah, let's talk about guns for a second. Because today's 10 years since 20 first graders and six teachers were murdered in a mass shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut. Uh, Mark Barden lost his seven-year-old son, Daniel. Nicole Hockley lost her six-year-old son, Dylan. They are the two parents who helped start Sandy Hook Promise. And that's the nonprofit that teaches kids and teachers about warning signs that someone might attempt to harm others. The nonprofit says they have their programs have led to 2,900 plus mental health interventions, saving at least 378 students from suicide, which is great. It's wonderful. It's moving. It's what citizens do. Politicians. That's another story. I want to play Chris Murphy, the senator from Connecticut. Here he is 10 years later reflecting on the generation of children, his own included, who have had to grow up in America living in fear. My kids are amongst this generation that has grown up knowing nothing except for the threat of a mass shooting. I'll never forget my kindergartner, who's now a fifth grader, coming home and telling me about his first active shooter drill. He didn't exactly know what it was, right? He was five years old. He said, Dad, my teacher told us all to go to the bathroom today. All of us, all 26 of us, she packed us into the bathroom. He described the fact that they were standing in the bathroom all tight together like sardines. And he said, she told us we were practicing for what would happen if a bad man came into our building. And she told us to stay there and be quiet for as long as we could. He didn't really know what it was, but he knew enough to say to me this. He said, Daddy, I didn't like it. My older son texted a few weeks ago to tell us that his school was in a lockdown because of a shooting outside. Two hours, those kids sat in that school until they were released. My kids, I think, are proud of the fact that their dad comes to work every day trying to solve for this epidemic. But there's no way to really calculate what this generation of kids 
is losing every single day by living in fear. Absolutely. Now, the key word there, I don't mind telling you, the key phrase you might have heard Senator Murphy say, my son said it was training in case a bad man came into the school. Because it's always a man, isn't it? It's never a woman does mass shootings. So I'm not, you know, there's women who do all manner of untoward things. I'm sure there's women who snap. There's women who get violent. There's women who kill innocent people. It happens. But not when we're talking about mass shootings. Not when it comes to individual citizens who are able to get their hands very easily on military-grade weapons designed to kill lots of human beings really fast. It's always men. I have no problem with a partial assault weapons ban. Because I think women have demonstrated as a gender that they can be trusted with this hardware. I see no evidence, none at all, that we can trust Y chromosomes with AR-15s. I want to know what you think. 866-997-4748. Here's the comment Joe Biden made that caused a lot of controversy today. And this is what I want to ask you about. You know, Joe Biden was vice president when these six teachers and 20 first graders were murdered. And... He said in his statement that America should have societal guilt for taking too long to deal with the problem. Do you agree? Technically, I think it's more societal shame we should have. Guilt is when you do something bad. <laughs> the problem is we haven't done anything. Shame is when you feel bad about who you are. That's kind of what I think he's getting at. Joe Biden vowed today to keep fighting for a ban on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines, which he said have no purpose other than to kill people in large numbers. Now, they tried a ban in the Senate earlier this year. And after Sandy Hook, you guys remember, Barack Obama made so many executive orders, but Congress would not pass laws on universal background checks or a ban on assault weapons. The background check law? was supported by over 90% of Americans, more popular than Christmas. But Republicans would not allow it to even come to a vote, not taking away your rights, not confiscating your guns, just background checks. Just in one little area right here, we're going to make it a bit harder for deranged fucking men to murder people you care about. But nope, nope, money is speech. Um, Biden said today, we have a moral obligation to pass and enforce laws that can prevent these things from happening again. We owe it to the courageous young survivors and to the families who lost part of their soul 10 years ago to turn their pain into purpose. Peter Ambler, who's the executive director of Giffords, the gun violence prevention group that he started with Gabby Giffords, who also survived an attack. Today, he was on Capitol Hill. Uh, he told Mike Allen of Axios, the Sandy Hook shooting was a tragedy of historic proportions. It also catalyzed the gun safety movement. The Giffords organization is this umbrella group that includes 80 people with a budget of about 30 million a year. Mike Bloomberg helps. Those first graders that were murdered 10 years ago today would have been 16 and 17 this year. You know, we talk a lot when it comes to the victims of racist murder and police violence about saying their name. And we've done it on this show. We try to say a lot of names. But these people were victims as well, and they're victims of a culture that makes it way too easy for the Buffalo shooter to enact his racist fantasies, made it way too easy for the Tree of Life synagogue anti-Semitic shooter to enact his fantasies, and way too easy for a deranged child to get his hands on hardware, kill his mother, kill these people, and take his own life. Six teachers, ranging in age from 27 
to 56. Rachel Devino, Don Hawksprung, Anne-Marie Murphy, Lauren Rousseau, Mary Sherlock, and Victoria Lee Soto, and 20 children, all students in the first grade. Charlotte Bacon, Daniel Barden, Olivia Engel, Josephine Gay, Dylan Hockey, Madeline Shu, Catherine Hubbard, Chase Kowalski, Jesse Lewis, Anna Marquez-Green, James Mattioli, Grace McDonnell, Emily Parker, Jack Pinto, Noah Posner, Caroline Praviti, Jessica Ricos, Aviel Richmond, Benjamin Wheeler, and Allison Wyatt. My child was just a baby when this happened. My child was only born a few months before the murder and carnage of Sandy Hook. This year, my kid got to turn 10, and none of these children did. <laughs> they all should be turning 16 and 17 years this year. Just think of how much more violence we can prevent here in America if we have the will. Who's got it? Who gives a damn? Who's fighting for it? What policies to reduce gun violence would actually work? And what just sounds good as a slogan? I'd love to know your thoughts. Let me get a call before we hit our next break. Uh, Dave is calling in Washington State. Hey, Dave, thanks for your patience on hold. Hey, no problem, John. On this topic of bur burnout and frustration, there is Please. one thing that's kind of, that's kind of, um, you know, I would say getting me down a little bit. It's a little bit frustrating, and I guess it could be causing burnout. You said you're a Gen Xer, and so am I. And the um, I've noticed a change in this Republican Party, and it's not. Oh, easy you have. To talk about. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not easy. Well, and with, with this reaction of John Boehner, it, it just made me think of it. You know how you know he gave this touching, you know, commemoration to Nancy Pelosi. All right. It used and and, and it's hard to talk about because people will say, "Oh, you're just um, sugarcoating the '80s." There was all kinds of hate in the '70s and '80s. Sure, there was. Yeah. yeah. But it was, I remember John Lennon, the president, and a pope all getting shot within two years. Well, and I'm not apologizing for anything, and I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything. Hate is wrong, okay? But it's different now. These, this Republican Party is different. John Boehner was in a Republican Party where they were contests with the they were in contest you know they were contesting the Democrats in an mm -hmm. arena that was a Republican democracy. These new Republicans are not in that arena anymore. They have no interest in Republican democracy, and it's, it's gone beyond insults and name-calling, which, again, is not right, John. That's not right. Yeah. But, but it is now about identifying and controlling, and what worries me about that— what do you, Can you give me an example of what you mean? Give me an example of what you mean. Yes. Well, there was that, that guy that was just talking about his—I his, his, guess it was his aunt that get, you know she started weeping about the, the, the uh, protection of marriage thing. The congresswoman, yes. Hey, Yes. yes. And and he said, now, I don't know if anybody paid attention to it, but he said when he was at Oral Roberts University, they tried to subject him to conversion therapy. And there's lots of examples, John. There are lots of examples where they just want this Republican Party wants to I, they don't they want to go beyond insulting. They want to identify and they want to control. And what sure. worries me about that is if you go to like these if you go to any author, authoritarian regime. Uh, go to look at Iran right now. Look at Iran executing people. Uh, look at Mohammed Mohammed bin Salman. He executed some people for killing uh, Jamal Khashoggi. 
And at the mm. same time, they made him prime minister, so we cannot even sue him. The, the victim, his, you know, the victim of Jamal Khashoggi, his survivors, can't even sue because, you know, it's a sovereignty issue. Yeah, they insane. made the king the prime minister. And the thing is, is um, in, in a lot of these authoritarian regimes, it's not really about, well, certainly not about justice. And a lot of times it's simply about power. It is simply yeah. about power. And, and right. you know, you, we heard in Turkey today, Turkey's a NATO ally. All right? And it made me think about it because we're giving patriots to the Ukraine. Turkey is a NATO ally. Uh, Erdogan is criminalizing his political opponents. That's right? true. Do, 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 do you see the pattern? Do you see what I'm saying? Uh, these, um, it's, it's like when I was in Germany in the 80s, there were Germans that did not like the U.S. being there, obviously, right? Sure. So many Americans. And they they would have these after hours clubs after curfew. And if you went in there, you know, um, the Germans, you would see their resentment. Their resentment would manifest like, but, you know, we would shoot pool and they would cheat. Well, that's the that's that's far from the worst thing the Germans have done in the last hundred years. But I mean, when you when you talk about how Republicans have changed, that's yeah. what's very interesting to me, because honestly, these Republicans we see there now, they're they're not the same Republicans we grew up with. That is to say, they're, they're still some of the Republicans we grew up with, you know, nice folks who were wrong about stuff politically, but were nice people. They just you disagreed. But this new breed, it's louder it's dumber, it's angrier, and it's meaner. I call them the illiterati, and they have taken over the party. I mean, they've taken over. It's really hard to have a straight conversation with a lot of Republicans at this point, with a lot of Republicans at this point. Well, well, yeah, in my example of the Germans cheating at pool in the after-hours clubs, I didn't resent uh, they were German. I'm an American. I did not. I, I just thought it was funny. I mean, I could understand their frustration. But now I am in America, and I am um, a native-born American. I see these Republicans like those Germans. I see them as like, you, you know what I'm saying? It, it's an epistemic problem. It's like we have two different sets of facts. And yeah. I can't really oh, yeah. relate to these Republicans anymore. I mean, I'm a Gen Xer. I just can't. One of us are in the wrong country. Either Dave in Washington's in the wrong country or they're in the wrong country. Do you see what I'm saying? It is no, really I think weird. I disagree. I think it's always the same country. This country is always about contradiction. This country is always about opposition to each other. This country is always about the hypocrisy. I, I'm sorry, but that, that whole thing about we're in the wrong country, it's, it's always been that way. Always. We had to have a war to get rid of slavery in this country. It's always been that way. Well, hopefully it doesn't come to war. But no, but it's part of our national identity. You're you're we're, I don't I can't imagine in America without this provincial, ignorant, malleable, manipulatable strain of humans. I, I just I, I can't imagine what it would be like. Well, as horrible as they were in the 80s, I could at least relate to them as Americans. Now I can't even I'm like some uh, what's his name? Uh, Miller, Stephen K. Miller, uh, a law firm to, to, to against white, um, you know, to, to try to fight white uh, bigotry towards white people. You know, Stephen right. K. Miller, he started a law firm. I mean, for God's sakes, they already have that. Do you know in these companies, you can't even bring up the fact that someone's racist. They'll fire you. Uh, that, 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 there was that caller, hmm? that poor guy that finally got a union job, that black guy that called in. He finally yes. got a union job after all these years. He thought it was his utopia, and these white dudes were calling him Dan. 
he went to the one other black guy, and he goes, they keep getting my name wrong. He goes, no, they're, they're, they, they don't have your name wrong. They're calling you a dumb ass N-word. Oh, okay? my God. Yes, it broke my heart to even. Well, why did it break my heart? Because I know what he's going through. You can't yeah. even bring it up. You can't even bring it up in these companies. All right? I understand. And it's, but you um, can. But you can. That's why there's an HR department. You can. I'm sorry. But you know what? It's like we have moved, I think, in many ways from a victim society to a survivor society. And we've come a long way. Uh, no one should have to put up with that at work. And there are resources to turn to. And there is the judicial branch of government to turn to. I'm sorry. That's when you sue what we call the fuck out of employers who allow those conditions to happen. Because you have constitutional protections from that kind of shit in the workplace, and the government's there if we use it. So that's, you know, it, it's appalling, and I hope you're, uh, I, I hope this gentleman did something about it, because that's just ugly. But there's tons of examples of that. And these HR people, they work for um, Elon Musk and people like that. I mean, yeah, well, you know, those people, they're sacks. You know what sack means? Stupid ass Caucasian. Uh, Dave, I have to run to the break. Uh, please forgive me. I must go, but I thank you for calling. And uh, please give us a call back. We are at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. Quick break. We'll be right back. Want to know how you're feeling. And if you're the one who listens to the show and never calls in, maybe tonight's the night. I actually finally coax you into picking the phone up and poking out those numbers and joining us. 866-997-4748. We'll be right back. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind. With Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. I'm John Fiegel saying this is Sirius XM Progress. I don't know if you know about this, but hospitalizations are going up. And it's not just COVID-19 causing it anymore. Right now, only 6% of hospitalized patients are suffering from COVID-19. But more than 80% of hospital beds are in use right now across the United States. I'm going to say that again, because since we've been doing the show from home, uh, there have been many, many nights where we talked about hospitals were at full capacity. Hospitals are at 80% capacity in New York and America right now. And again, COVID's only 6% of that. This is an increase of eight percentage points in two weeks for hospital occupancies, and it's the highest number since the Omicron wave. Hospitals are filling up mostly because of the flu. And because of um, RSV, which is filling pediatric beds and cribs, along with patients who are much sicker now due to putting off care during COVID-19. I mean, how many people just didn't get sick for a couple of years and now suddenly we're all getting sick at once? And New York City is now entering the holiday season 
And COVID-19 is seeing unusually high spikes right now. Today, the New York City Health Commissioner issued a new health advisory. Are you ready? Right now, they're telling New York City that people should use high-quality masks whenever you're indoors or whenever you're outdoors in crowded settings, especially important for people who are uh, or are meeting those who are at increased risk for COVID-19, RSV, or the flu, such as those age 65 and older and people who are immunocompromised. And as of now, 90% of COVID deaths come from people who are age 65 and over. It's up to 90%. So once again, this is not a law, but the New York City Health Department has strongly recommended now going back to masking in all indoor public settings, which I guess includes subways, and all crowded outdoor settings. Good times, folks. Here's uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci one last time urging Americans to get a booster dose of COVID vaccine, even if you have previously been infected, because the new variants are really great at busting your natural immunity. Even if you've gotten COVID and you've gotten vaccinated, again, the immunity that protects you against the possibility of getting infected three, four, five months later means you've got to keep your body defenses up to date. When you do that, you dramatically diminish the possibility of getting infected and also importantly, dramatically diminish the, po- the possibility that you're going to get seriously ill requiring hospitalization. Right? Boy, I can see why the right wing hates that man so much. We're taking your calls for the next hour. We're at 866-997-4748. And maybe you're the kind of person who never calls into radio shows. You just like to listen and occasionally shout things at your dial. I get it. This might be the night for you to join the Love Fest. We are open for your calls on any subject. And it's been a week that saw, my God, let's go back to the beginning of the week. Donald Trump saying that he wanted to terminate the Constitution. Raphael Warnock beating Herschel Walker. The Trump Organization being convicted of all 17 counts of tax evasion. Whew. And then, of course, uh, the special master being completely thrown out. It's been quite a week so far. And you're going to be upset about Kirsten Cinema. Give us a ring at 866-997-4748. Stephen in Kentucky. How are you, sir? Hello. How are you this evening? I'm better now. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing all right. It's very foggy here tonight. I know it's like living in London almost. I don't know what's going on with that. But other I love your state, but I haven't spent that much time there. Do you get a lot of fog in, in Kentucky? Well, we've had, not last night, but the night before, we had some fog out here as well. We've had a lot of rain. You know, it's been maybe misty more rain that time rather than the uh, downpours. But we've been having quite a bit of that since Monday. So it's one of those things, you know, it's, it's very unfortunate. But... I guess that's to be expected with this time of year, too. You know, you never know, Um, especially if it gets really cold and then you have to worry about freezing, rain and what have you. That's a good point. um, But no, I I was actually calling about something else, but I do want to mention something. You all were mentioning about the Kennedy assassination. Yes. Well, I'm going to give my two cents. And (laughs) Your two cents. Like many people, you know, we all have our opinions about this. I personally believe, I'm surprised, you know, quite frankly, (laughs) over the years, that many people have neglected to mention one possible culprit. 
and that is J. Edgar Hoover. Because mm. let me tell you something. Okay. Mr. Hoover had more to gain than anybody did, believe it or not. And I'll tell you why, John, and Please. our fellow listeners. Mr. Hoover discovered President Kennedy's dalliance of with course. Judith Campbell Exner in the summer of 1962. I believe it was July of 1962. I don't, I'm not, I don't recall the month. But this is when Jacqueline Kennedy was overseas in India and Pakistan, I believe. Okay. And at the time, Bobby Kennedy, being the attorney general, caught wind of this as well. What Hoover did was... He used this as blackmail against the Kennedys. He was going to have them, because he knew both of the Kennedy brothers supported civil rights, and they did. Right, right. That is, a, that is true. They did. I want to be on, very clear about that. What he did was he got JFK to authorize the surveillance of Dr. Martin Luther King, yes. Bayard Rustin, and several other civil rights members at That's the time. That's correct. Uh, he and was not a fan of black people or black people who fought for black people. Yes. In spite of what no, Mississippi, Burning might, Mississippi Burning might make it seem like the FBI were the real heroes of the civil rights movement. But yeah, Hoover was definitely not a fan. And he wasn't a fan of white politicians who were helping out. But go on, please. No, he wasn't at all. And as a matter of fact, Mr. Hoover, in 1964, just as an, on a side note, he actually told Dr. Martin Luther King that rather than accept the Nobel Peace Prize, he should commit suicide. This is a matter of public record as well. This is why I always thought Hoover had maybe something to do with Dr. King's murder. But going back to Kennedy for a moment. Okay. Now, the thing is, the Kennedys did this. Now, JFK and RFK, obviously, they didn't like doing this. I want to be very clear, but they did it. You know, so let's be clear about that. But what they did do is that both of the brothers found out little dirt on Hoover. Right. And that is the dirt that they found on him was that Mr. Hoover was a closet case, that he yes. was going around sexually harassing cabana boys underage, and then he had yes. his own little a private pink tutu at home. Anybody who and, saw uh, Oliver Stone's movie will remember how Bob Hoskins chose to play J. Edgar Hoover in that. Oh, yes, I remember that. I remember all that. All about when the pool boys, yes. That, man, that yes. young man had an orange in his mouth. Oh, I remember that very distinctly. And I yeah. tell you, what's fascinating about this is that President Kennedy, in 19, uh, before he was assassinated, now he had made the decision with his brother that they would fire Hoover when he got reelected in 1964. That is correct. That is true. And then in January 65, they were going to give him his pink slip after being up there since 1924. That is now, true. Now, the thing is, I believe, this is what I believe happened. I think, having said all of those things, I think Hoover was aware something was going to happen. I don't know if I would say he was actually part of the plot. That has you always meant- been more plausible to me, and that's, that's the theory that yeah. I've heard the most often, was not that Hoover was directly involved in any way, but 
that Hoover learned early on about the plan and didn't warn the Secret Service, didn't warn the Dallas police. I mean, Hoover hated Kennedy. That's that's public record. Uh, well, Hoover he hated was a, a lot of people, to be clear. Well, he did, I mean, but what Hoover did was that Hoover... And, oh, yeah, but oh, Hoover yeah. was very good. He was very skilled at getting compromising information on politicians so they couldn't fire him. Hoover had the most job security of anybody in the history of our country. I mean, he knew that Nixon had had a Chinese girlfriend named Marianna Liu, and that's why Nixon could never fire him. Like, this is, you know... You think but, that's but, true? I can't see Richard Nixon. I always saw it more always of a the rumor. I mean, it was always like Trump. a communist thing that they threw at him. And look how they throw it at, at, uh, at, at Swalwell now. But I, I never actually thought that J. Edgar Hoover pushed a button on anybody. But I, I do find it more plausible that he might have heard talk and chose to do nothing because he really wanted Lyndon Johnson because Hoover had Johnson in his pocket because he knew about the well, scandals in Johnson's life. The thing is, though, I think Johnson kind of stood up to him a little bit when it came to the, you know, that, uh, what was it, in June of 64 with those three civil rights workers that were murdered. Johnson banged on the desk and said, you get your ass down there and find those men pronto. I mean, he was he was pretty forceful with them at that point. Yeah. And I think that somebody needed to stand up to him. And I know despite Johnson's own personal failings, at least he had, somebody had the backbone to put that son of a bitch in his place. I will <laughs> say this, though. <laughs> I will want I want I wanted to mention though that I really believe the reason why this has never become public is that you were mentioning Oswald earlier. Yes. I think that what's very convenient here is that I believe Ruby and Oswald knew each other previous before uh, Oswald was murdered. Okay. I mean, it's pretty obvious. He went. He frequented the the gentleman's club that Ruby owned, and yes. they and Ruby had mafia connections. Let's be very clear. He no, did. everyone knows that. That's very true. He, he did, and let me tell you. I love that I we're really, talking about this tonight. I love that we're going deep on the J, on JFK assassination. We should. Because, we really should be. Hey, man, I could I, do this all day. I could talk about it. Who who changed the parade route that day? Who was the who had the power well, John, to change the parade you, route? Did Go I ahead. ever tell you that one of my one of my teachers in private school when I was um, well about thirty years ago, I had a teacher who her brother was an intern at that hospital. In Dallas, yeah, uh, where President Kennedy was taken, and he meant he came to our school to talk about his experience. He was a very young man at the time, probably about twenty-four, I suppose, and he remembered that um, at the time President Kennedy, um, there was gray matter all over the car. His yes. brain, you know, yes. people were taking yes. souvenirs as pieces. Very of, horrible. Yes. Yeah, they were. And because some people had, you know, they have a room blocked off in that hospital since 1963. Yes. And a lot of people thought JFK was still alive in there. But he explained to us that the I, I personally, after having listened to this gentleman, I think JFK died instantly. And yes, I, oh, he did. I don't believe, I think he lingered on a little bit. It's always been my experience. Your wife is into astrology from what I remember you saying, and it's always been my experience. What I've heard is that when people are in situations like this, when they are taken tragically, I've always heard it. Sylvia Brown mentioned this years ago, that God takes people before they feel the pain. Right. And I think my own uh, uh, my own opinion about this is that I believe that he went very quickly. I do. And by the way, it's something One can else only hope. he said too. <laughs> okay. I would have just mentioned something, and I'm sorry. I have to say this, dear. You okay. know, 
We're, we're really through the rabbit hole now, Stephen, but we're finding well, we rabbit really holes are, inside rabbit we holes. Really Go ahead. Okay. I've studied about this family quite a bit, and I will tell you, all this crap today... We go from one extreme to the other. Years ago, we were ready to make JFK an immortal god. And today we say, think of him as scum of the earth because of all the scandals that have come out over the years. And I, I just want to be very anyone, clear I don't know that. anyone who thinks that of him. Oh, I've heard. Let's, let's be very clear. There are many people out here, instead of focusing on his civil rights achievements, his international achievements, many people in this country today focus on his philandering. They no, do. no, but my, my point is he was despised at the time. Well, he was. was intensely. I mean, he barely got in and he was despised and there were people cheering the day he died. And then, of course, he was hailed as a saint. I think now we have a much more balanced view of who he was. I don't think I don't think I think we have a way to go before we do, because I still mm -hmm. hear people today that refuse. Because let me just say this. There was but one one can one can you you can with every president. We have to acknowledge they're they're good and they're bad. I don't have any presidents. Well, we do check off all the boxes on my purity test. But let's be he gave very us the peace, here. gave us the Peace Corps and Bay of Pigs. I mean, I, the, the, you know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, John, there are many people out here, these sanctimonious people, that same with Dr. Martin Luther King. He wasn't perfect. Abraham Lincoln was not perfect. What I'm getting at is that today, sometimes people let those personal flaws cloud what the individuals really did. Of and course. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. And what I'm also saying, too— is that in I remember there was a remark that his sister made, Kathleen. I believe she was the one who was killed in World War II, if I'm not mistaken. I don't recall, but I think she was. She made a remark to one of her beaux at the time that I'm uh, incapable of deep affection like Jack. And Jack did say, to be clear, that he mentioned to a friend of his that so many of these young ladies that he was being paired up with, this is long before he got married. Okay, getting, i, I, I got to go to some other and callers. So let's, and, let's, he let's, felt, let's. and he felt like he, they weren't good enough for him. What I'm getting at is there was a sensitive side to this man, too. And he, was, he, was, he had a very strong feminine side. If you look at his fashion sense, he, you know, and also, by the way, he also that. was very big on gay rights. He was friends with Len Bellamy. Big on gay yes, he, rights? Well, I'm just what I'm no, saying. Having is, a gay John, having if, a gay if, friend if, in 1961 doesn't mean you're big on gay rights. It just means you had a what gay I'm, friend. What I want to be clear. What I'm trying to say, if I could, what Please. I'm saying is that he and Jackie were much more advanced than most of the people in this country because they had lived abroad. You know, they had a more cosmopolitan. I'm not saying that he would support a gay rights bill in 1963. I'm saying that he obviously privately was a little bit more enlightened than most people were on the subject okay. back then. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, let's and hope so. I mean, I he was a big step up. He was a big step up in civil rights. And, you know, but, and so is yeah. LBJ and so is Eisenhower, too. Well, Eisenhower, it's it's more of a noncommittal neutrality. I believe that Eisenhower, he appointed Warren to the court, and yet he regretted some of that he did. And if you look at some of, of the men that he hung around, though some of them were the part of the WASP elite. I'm not saying that Kennedy – Kennedy was part of the WASP elite, but let's be clear. They were not really WASP. They had to struggle to be in that. They did because they were Roman Catholics. They were Irish right. Roman Catholics. So there was a, some discrimination against the Kennedys okay. and also against the Bouviers, by the way. So my whole like thing that. is – my whole thing is, if you're Lee Harvey Oswald and you defect from the U.S. to Russia mm -hmm. uh, at the height of the Cold War, how are you allowed to just move back into the country? 
That's my well, question. Yeah. That's one of the things that's, that's always, always haunted me, regardless of Oliver Stone's points. That That's one of the big... I, listen, I could talk about JFK assassination lore all night. Sorry, to me, it's like talking about want, sports or Star Wars. It's just funny. I want to just say, I feel sorry for Marina Oswald, too, because she didn't have anything to do with any of this, and she was just <laughs> no. a, another victim in all of this, and yet, you know, she had to deal with you know, being his wife for so many years and look at how he treated her. Can I ask yes. you before I go, I want to ask you this. Do you think uh, Oswald was a psychopath? What was your no. viewpoint on that? Because I always you, you wondered know, you're, about him. You're, you're asking a comedian this, but I, I will tell you, I do not think well, Oswald a smart was a man. psychopath. I do well, not think Oswald was, Oswald was not a psychopath. He was yeah, not I was a always wondering I think that. he was troubled. I think he was a disturbed person. Yeah. Uh, whether he did it or not, I think he was troubled. He was a fucked up guy in many ways um, and yeah. a very tormented guy in many ways. And uh, it'd be fascinating to know what, what, what he was struggling with mentally. But no, I do not think he was a psychopath at all. Yeah, I, I think he was one somebody who wanted 15 minutes of fame, and I think he was willing to get it any way he could because he seemed to fail a lot in his life. You know what I mean? I don't pretend I to ever... know anything about it. I don't pretend to know if Oswald even was in on it or if he was just always set up to be the fall guy. Because, again, yeah. why was he allowed back? It's madness, all the details of the story. But you know what? I'm driving away the millennials and the girls. i got to go, Stephen, but I thank you very okay. much. I really appreciate it. Have a lovely weekend. <laughs> Take care. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's get to the phones, shall we? Uh, hello to Mike in Michigan. Hi, Mike. Hey, hello. John. Hi. Kristen Cinema. Yes. Yeah, uh, this new bill that she's putting out with this other senator uh, about immigration, mm -hmm. I wanted your input on that if you have any. A, a new uh, bill she's putting out? It's something that was announced today? Something about immigration, about the DREAM Act. I just saw it on, on the news. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bipartisan bill. Yeah, it's to protect the dreamers. Yeah, I mean... Because Title 42 is coming to an end. I'm sorry? If she could get that through, I'd vote for her. Well... <laughs> Good for you. Um, <laughs> you know, look, she she does vote with Joe Biden 90 percent of the time. Right. But the problem is she's the reason why we don't have a higher minimum wage. She's right. the reason why we couldn't get a really tiny tax cut on rich people. She's the reason why we can't protect the Voting Rights Act. Yeah. Another the other thing I want to mention was, you know, this Paul Whelan. They want to get out of, of Russia. Yes, we all do. Many people know that he was court-martialed. Yes, he was. Marine. Yes, he was. He yeah. was kicked out of the Marine. You know, a lot of... He, he, they keep saying, Marine, U.S. Marine, we left a Marine behind. No, 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 no. We did not leave a Marine behind. Paul Whelan was kicked out of the Marine Corps. 
So, yeah. Right. You had a bad discharge, and it, would, it keeps them from having VA benefits. That's correct. I mean, That's correct. I mean, but, but we pray for his swift and safe return nonetheless, because exactly. yeah. we, we yeah. don't leave Americans behind. Could you believe the amount of shitty white men on social media last week who were so outraged that a black woman was being freed right. from a Russian cage before Christmas? I mean, the amount of anger with these people. And, uh, yeah, it was ridiculous. But uh, the thing is, the DREAM Act, if we could get that passed, I don't know how, but... I mean, passed, it was an executive order. Like, we, it's it's there. You mean if we can get it codified and have it be the law of the land? Yeah, I mean, yeah it's great. I think it's passed the, con- or passed the House, I think. Something has. I mean, the DREAM Act is amazing, but there's still so much that has to be... Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. DACA. DACA was the executive DACA, order. I apologize. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, I think DACA is amazing as well. I've met a lot of DACA kids over the years. Um Look, these people have been living here their whole life. They don't have memories of the countries where they were born. America is their only home. They are already living here. They are already working here. They would like to pay taxes. They would like to pay into our Social Security system. The only thing stopping them is bigotry. These are American kids. Trump was sending these guys back, didn't even know the language. Of course. You know, it's nuts. But that cruelty, that cruelty comes off as strength. The guy was here from Michigan. He's been here 30 years. They sent him back to Mexico. Yeah. He didn't even know how to speak, you know, Spanish. We've heard so many stories like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amoral. Keep up the good work, John. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, Mike. 866-997-4748. Shauna is calling from San Diego. Shauna, how are you? Well, good evening, sir. How are you? I'm very good. What's going on? I miss you on Twitter. I had to get off because of my job. I work for the Fed, so I had to get off. Oh, you can't have a private Twitter account? They're going to they're gonna keep tabs on well, you? Well, they vet you now really good. So. Oh, I'll take your word <laughs> for anyway, it. Um, anyway, I'm a trans woman, and um, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you to me. I hotline and all that stuff. Um, because it's important, to, especially in the trans community, there's a lot of suicide. There's a lot of... yeah. Loneliness. Yeah, um, I'm lucky that I have a great family. But um, is your family support? Is your family supportive and loving, Sean? Oh, absolutely. That's great. Absolutely. I'm, I was very lucky. I'm um, so happy to hear this. And yeah, it's true. I'm, so thank you for the, the phone line for everybody. Um, I just don't know if you know, but Kristen Beck, the Navy SEAL, she's mm-hmm. detransitioning. Yeah, I heard about that. What do you make of that? I think it's a joke. Uh, it's, I mean, a joke in meaning that's not funny, but it's it's just ridiculous because she knew what she was doing, and now she's saying she's telling the transgender youth, you yeah. know, why, slow down, watch out what you're doing. That's you know, we have uh, psychologists, we have, you know, we have so many. Um, What's sort of we have so many safeguards to make sure that people just don't transition, yeah, just for the heck of it. And and for Chris, I guess he wants to be called Chris now, but I'm still going to call him Kristen. Well, what's kind of wacky about it is on on his, on his, I'll call him him again, I guess. On his Twitter, he says, Whatever, I am not trans. I healed from, well, I have to identify them how they want to be identified, right? So, I am not trans, parentheses, I healed from mental trauma, hashtag MKUltra. And it's like, oh my God, really? MKUltra? Really? I mean, you know, I, I, I... Well, my point is, my point is he has no business telling the transgender youth what to do or I agree. what to think. I agree. Um, so, that's my main point tonight. So. I think you're. I think you're right. I mean, you know... 
he has made his choice, uh, and you know, I I wish him a, a, a good journey. Um, but yeah, there I, I I shudder to think of of children that could be hurt by this, or of young people that could be hurt. But this is the dialogue. This is where we're in. I mean. Kristen Beck was very inspiring to me. I never thought this would happen. Um, and I look forward to learning what the whole story is, because I can guarantee you there's parts of the story we have not heard. Well, like like Chris Beck, I am also a retired Navy chief, and it was difficult serving in the closet 20 years. Wow. Um, wow. So, but yeah, I'm just saying, you know, he, he has no business telling the transgender. And if anybody out there listened to this, you have transgender youth, transgender children. Don't listen to them. I have a question: Is 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 Kristen Beck coming out and 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 saying that he no longer believes in in transgender identity, or is he saying that he it's just him detransitioning from? Is is it is it just is it just him, or is he actually coming out and attacking the whole movement? Oh my God, John! He's been he was told that he was taken advantage of with the CNN movie and it was, and you know, people took advantage of him and propped him up and, you know, but he's, he's the one that did all that. Right. I mean, you know, I'm sorry. My male voice is coming through. I'm it's just okay. It's I okay. Just, and, and I mean, God knows Kristen Beck had a lot of support in this country. A lot yes. of people came out for her and, and gave her a lot of love. <laughs> yes. Now she turns around and just basically just, poops on everything i I just it's just maddening so um but thanks for your time and listen don't 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 let it get you down keep your goals away from the trolls you know i mean that person's on their journey you're on your journey and they can't touch you well i'm i've been um i'm fully 100 percent transition for a couple years i couldn't be happier and i also help transgender youth so that god bless you for that god bless you for helping transgender youth and god bless you for sharing your story and, and for being happy look i i hope that um that that Kristen beck uh, finds happiness I, I i don't want to wish anything bad on that person yeah. so you know it's uh it's a sad story it's an awkward story and i think we haven't heard the end of it yet but if this person's out there on twitter saying i i wasn't really trans i was brainwashed by mk ultra there's some real issues going on and i have nothing but compassion oh. Yeah, I know. I know she she did like ten deployments and everything like that. So, wow. Yeah, there's probably something more going on. But. Right on. Thank you for uh, for sharing that, Sean. I really appreciate it. And and please call in more often. It's really a pleasure to hear from you. And thank you for your service in our armed forces. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. We do it all for you. You're right. Well, you inspire me more than once. I appreciate it. <laughs> Have a great evening. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, by the way, we say Merry Christmas here. Can you handle it? Um, We also say Happy Holidays. Can you handle that? We are at 866-997-4748. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. 
Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. This is SiriusXM Progress. Uh, Here's something to get your Irish up. Here's Senator Mitch McConnell earlier today letting reporters know that Kirsten Cinema will always have a loyal and listening friend on his side of the aisle. Senator Sinema's decision, did you reach out to her caucus with Republicans or offer her committee assignments at the side of the aisle? Look, she and I talk all the time. She has a lot of friends on our side of the aisle, including me. And um, I think she's decided she's genuinely an independent and is charting her own course. And I wish her well, and we particularly admire her fierce uh, defense of the institution itself. We were on the verge of having the institution literally broken by these people last year. She stood up to that, and I admire it. (laughs) He admires her. There you go. Let's go to the phones, 866-997-GRIT, Rich in Indiana. Thank you for your patience on hold. Hey, no worries, dude. Thank you. I want to start by just dropping a nugget, which is, if I had won that huge Powerball that was a billion bucks, I think that the best way to have used it would have been to have a little house in Puerto Rico and then electrify the island. <laughs> and <laughs> I think that that would by far have been the most useful way to get things going in the right direction. Can you imagine? They, 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 you know, they, they have electricity in Puerto Rico, you know. They're, they're doing okay. Well, I was, I was, thinking, I was thinking the, um, you know, renewable version with a, uh, a hurricane-hardened uh, installation. You know, create a, uh, a company, a, a utility company that was solely based to do this function and then uh, employ that, uh, that financial uh, tool. I think they called it community development grants that were supposed to be this idea of how to get uh, Katrina damage handled down on the Gulf Coast. And then that never happened. It was, was, you know, just all siphoned off into... I mean, if if you you had a billion dollars, wouldn't you just use it to to try to just make Puerto Rico a state? Really? You know, just just make Puerto Rico a D.C. a state? I, I I think that's completely reasonable. And if I were given the opportunity to have a think tank that uh, only cost a million bucks to, <laughs> to come up with the strategy that would probably uh, factor in as well. But mm-hmm. um, just the idea of everybody having uh, batteries and uh, solar panels and the whole thing hooked up to a grid that uh, was indelible to a category five storm. I mean, it could be mm-hmm. done. I'm sure yeah. it could be done. <laughs> 
Well, look, I mean, I've said for a long time, Mike Bloomberg, if he really wanted to help the country, he could just take a few of his billions and buy Fox News. That's it. Really easy. It you know, show, show <laughs> us. I, I enjoyed the presidential run, but really, you know, go go buy Fox News. Buy, own, own Sean Hannity yeah. for a few years and yeah. then the healing can begin. Well, um, we're not running the world yet. And uh, until we can, uh, let's, you know, keep keep up our good work. I called in this evening because of the signing ceremony with President Biden and the uh, marriage equality. What do you think? The thing, the thing that is about Indiana is that it is so bigoted. It is so self-hating and therefore hating anything that moves. And I, I am uh, strongly of the opinion that the way Catholicism is practiced here has an awful lot to do with it. Just Catholicism? Um, Just Catholicism? Not not well, fundamentalists of other sects? Fair enough, fair enough, because all that other stuff rolls on from it. But yeah. um, go go back 80 years to uh, Waffen-Schutzstaffel rolling into the Balkans, and the Eustachia show up, and they give them all uniforms and guns and say, hey, let's go. And even... The, the Nazis are blanching at what these locals were doing to the people they decided to hate that had suddenly been given the power of life and death. Right. It's like, yeah, we're killing all those guys. And the root of that is Catholicism and the way it was being practiced. And if you look to what happened with simply the way the, the Catholic Church was being used during and after the war, there was a schism within Catholicism that was super Haiti. They were just like, hate, 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 and kill, well, kill, yes. kill. But, but again, and this is the fundament, but this is, this is the fundamentalist wings of all religions, right? Well, fair The enough. extreme right wing of Islam and Judaism and Protestantism and Catholicism, the extreme right wing, that's yeah. its own religion unto itself. The fundamentalists no. of fundamentalist Muslims have more in common with fundamentalist Christians than they have in common yeah. with liberal Muslims. Women are always yeah. second class citizens for these people, right? Doesn't matter yeah. what the faith is. Oh, Women sec- and, and being right gay there. is evil. Dude, dude. Being gay is evil. Don't, any kind of any kind of sex is not for procreation. Don't, don't, don't you went you went past misogyny way too quick. Because well, a huge tenet it's only of the one way of the, that these yeah. guys hold stuff down is if they've got half their crew beating up the other half. Yes. And the other half is women. So you empower yeah. the guys and you say, make your woman mind. And in Russia, the, the, the Orthodox Church, there's a day to switch your woman. S-W-I-T-C-H, you know, uh, a branch. You get a branch yeah, and you yeah. beat your woman to... to yes, to but this is... But, but, but the Bible, the Bible, so much of the Bible has the exact same prescriptions. Parts of the yeah. Bible are like the gospel the gospel according to Ike Turner. I mean, St. Paul couldn't stand women. <laughs> oh, man. And, and so women are so... Un- but but no, but this is but this is how they do it. It's the same things, yeah. right? I, I, gotta, I yeah. gotta go because yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, we have a... But like, All if right. you're a fundamentalist, women second class, 
sex is icky unless it's for procreation. Yeah. Being gay is yeah. bad, right? All these all these yeah. religions have the same thing. Right. They also all believe violence is okay if my side does it because I'm on the side of the one true God. And if you're opposed to me, then you're on the side of Satan. Is the expression that we have that exactly. toxic masculinity exactly. generating the misogyny, and you got to guard against that, and you got to yes. pull it out of the corners because yes. man. The, the cops are in on it here. The fire Listen, department is in on it here. In fairness, at least the Catholics believe in having a lot of guilt after your toxic masculinity. It's a little aperitif. We got to run, Rich, but I thank you very much for joining us. 